Welcome to the Thermometer, a baseball podcast that we're going to talk about kind of the forecast of the MLB and where it's going to go from here. This is Will Fritz, and I'm with Nolan. How are we doing, Nolan? Pretty good, you know. Excited for the game tonight. Uh, LSU versus Wake Forest. Excited to see, you know, Paul Skeens on the mound. And uh, I don't, uh, I mean, this is kind of like the first year where I feel like I've kind of gotten into college baseball and the college world series i know the ratings are up this year they got more guys staying because of nil but like is this kind of your first year too yeah there's so much more talent you know langford Skeens, louder Cruz. there's just so many players you know that are gonna be going in the top end of the draft and kind of makes it more exciting especially for major league baseball fans for sure for sure so tonight we got lsu wake forest i mean you got Skeens and Louder. Like, I think the under, the over-under set at eight. This isn't a betting podcast, but I'm giving out under eight. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys must go deep. There's two talented offenses for sure, but these are the guys that, like, undeniably, probably the two best pitchers in college baseball. Am I wrong? Uh, I think you're right, but I'm taking LSU tonight. Okay. I think Paul Skeens is going to carry them. I think Wake Forest is the better overall team, but... I think Paul Skeens is going to carry He's untouchable right now. He's untouchable. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Um, just to run through some more headlines, we got... I wanted to bring up the Victor Wenbanyama first pitch. If you haven't had a chance to see that, please go watch it on YouTube. That thing's ugly. That thing is ugly. Yeah, he definitely looks pretty clumsy, you know. I don't know if you can handle the ball in the NBA. He's got to drop, right? He's got to drop a couple picks. Like... I don't know. This could be a Johnny Manziel situation. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but yeah, we could be looking at early second round. We'll see what happens. He's seven five, you know. But I, I don't know. I haven't seen I I haven't seen a lot of promising stuff from him, especially on the baseball diamond. Yeah, athletes are athletes. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, next, Nolan, you want to talk about Dallas Keuchel? <laughs> yeah. So Dallas Keuchel, you know, he's been putting in the work at drive line. They've been working his magic on him. And he's increased his velocity now. He's up from like 87 and is sitting about 88 and a half. Yeah. And the Twins signed him to a minor league contract. So I'm assuming he will be pitching in their AAA affiliate. <laughs> I don't give up a lot of home runs. Um, but. I feel like it's like if Corey Kluber has a spot on a major league roster, yeah. Dallas Keuchel should have a spot on a on a or if he has a spot on a major league roster, Dallas Keuchel on a minor league roster, that makes sense. I mean, he's going to he is going to give the St. Paul Saints some good innings. <laughs> he will give them good strong innings. Yeah. Um this is not a Twins podcast, but also um if you did not see today, uh Byron Buxton hit two balls <laughs> over 460 feet, which is is that the only time that's happened in the Statcast era, Yeah, right? first time that and it was back-to-back at bats as well. So now we're going to jump into our hot... some. Like, we're going to talk about... So, the format of this podcast, we're going to talk about some hot teams, hot players, move into some colder teams and some colder players. We don't want to overreact too much, but this is this is kind of the best part of sports is overreacting at times. Um, I wanted to talk about the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, first of all. They've now won 11 in a row. Uh, past couple series, they swept Colorado, they swept the Astros, they swept the Royals, they took two of three from the Cardinals, and two of three from the Dodgers as well. 
They have a 2.65 bullpen ERA in the last 14 days, which is fifth in the league. I wanted to bring up a little bit of a lay bloomer. I think he was drafted by Atlanta. Um, he's 29, Lucas Sims. If you don't know the name, you should know it now. He had a solid COVID year, but overall in his career, he's like sat around a five ERA. I think it's, there was years where he had a four or five, years where he had like a six, six and a half. This guy has zero earned runs in his last 11 appearances. He's like a 50% slider guy that gets like 50% whiff on that slider. 99th percentile fastball spin. Look at his savant page. That thing is bleeding. It is bleeding. 2.6 ERA, 2.9 XERA. Peripherals look good. Around a 3 FIP as well. To pair with that, you kind of got that. And then following him, of course, you have Alexis Diaz. He's second in a war among relievers this year. Uh, right behind Felix Bautista. I think he's at 1.5 or 1.6. And then you also have veterans Buck Farmer and Alex Young, which is which are they're kind of both due for aggression, but they have both been sub three so far. This is kind of one of the main reasons that they've been winning so much recently. Also, they've kind of just been like they've been scrapping to get together wins. Like, there's been some times where they need late at-bats from guys like Tyler Stevenson and especially Ellie De La Cruz. We could make a whole episode about him, but he's he's you can see he's working out some kinks right now. But, I mean, the talent is undeniable. Would you not agree? Yeah, he's definitely struggling a little bit with big league stuff. You know, he obviously had a lot of swing and miss in his game. And then... Going back to those other pieces like Lucas Sims and Buck Farmer, I mean, I think the Reds are definitely building for the future and aren't really a World Series contender this year. And Lucas Sims only has one year of control after this, so I could definitely Mm -hmm. see him being dealt at the deadline to, you know, maybe Atlanta or the Dodgers or, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. And then same thing with, like, Buck Farmer, but obviously he's... Got a low ERA, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't look regress. great. It doesn't yeah. look great. Um, in terms of starting pitching, Andrew Abbott has been—he's been cooking. Yeah, I don't know his. I think he's gotten a little bit lucky, to be honest. And I think at his peak, he's going to be a four or five. But you know, the Reds, a lot of injuries. Lodolo, Green, and Ashcraft are yeah. all out right now, so. He, I mean, he's, he's good depth, but and I'm he, not but sure. he's he's not a frontline starter. This is I don't think. this is what like the Reds. You can tell they have this desire and this fire. They, I, I feel like they want to make a move to win the division this year. Like they're young, they want to weigh winning now, and they're they're definitely focusing on the future. You can see that with Steer. You can see that with uh, Encarnacion Strand coming up soon. You can see that with McLean and Ellie De La Cruz as well. They're built for the future. But, I mean, he's looked great. He gave up, I think he gave up three home runs yesterday, three solo shots to the Rockies. But besides that, he's looked really solid. Um, you have Ladolo Green, and Ashcraft. They're all on IL. So, is this winning streak going to continue with Luke Weaver? Or, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Their starting pitching is definitely looking rough right now. And yeah. Obviously, Ladolo Green, and Ashcraft all have the stuff to be potential frontline starters but i don't know none of them have really put it together no quite yet especially at ashcraft he did not i mean he started pretty well but he just not looked last year we kind of all had high expectations on he'd come back this year 
he'd pitch really well, but he hasn't really been that yet. And Hunter Green, you never really know what you're going to get from Hunter Green. The stuff is so good. The stuff is so good, but I don't know. I don't know. I think there's has been rumors that his fastball, like the shape is not great. It's you flat. have the velo, it's pretty flat. Um but he needs to improve his secondary offerings definitely and yeah. be able to command them for strikes. Yeah. Because as I think big league hitters they can hit a hundred now and a hundred and one. Yeah. Pretty easily. Mm-hmm. It's not really a struggle for, for big sure. league hitters anymore. Um in terms of hitting They've had these young guys step up. I mean, they had eight guys with a WRC plus over 100 during this win streak. Jonathan India, Matt McClain, Spencer Steer, they've all been solid. Um, I think McClain kind of headlines that crew. Um, Also, Will Benson. I always get him confused with Will Brennan because they were both on the Guardians, but... Will Benson has been hitting really well for them. He's been a piece that's been huge. I mentioned Tyler Stevenson. He's a really hard guy to get a read on because his statistics haven't been good this year really at all. Like, his hitting stats have been all right. But, like, he seems to, like, if you sit down and watch Reds games, it seems like late in games, and same with Ellie, like, they're they're bring, they're getting guys around. They're getting guys in. So yeah. The other thing with Tyler Stevenson, though, is... Are they going to play him at catcher? Do they see him as a catcher in, in the long term? Because if he's not a catcher, I mean, he's like a league average hitter. So I don't think. Yeah, there was high expectations when he was when he was younger, for sure. And yeah, he hasn't come around in the framing department. Hasn't come around in the defense really. So I mean, if they're not going to play him at catcher, I would just trade him, and that opens up a spot for C C E S or. Joey Votto or Spencer Steer because yeah. they have a lot of first base quarter outfielders. Yeah. And, you know, they probably want to open up the DH spot for one of those guys that's going to give you a lot more offensive value rather I'm, than having Tyler Stevens in there. I'm really curious. Like, what, what is a guy like Joey Votto really going to... I mean, I mean, he's always had a good eye and he's always had a really... Really low chase rate, and that always that ages pretty well. I'm pulling up his savant page. Like he's always, I mean, you think that he starts to fall off, but I mean, last year was his worst hitting year in his career, and a 92 WRC plus. I mean, he walks. He's walked over 10 percent of the time. Is pretty much his whole career. Uh, it's 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 hard. They have a lot of guys right now. Well, I think it's they tough also as like a aging veteran to perform. Yeah, on a team that sucks. Like yep. in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, it's like the Reds were so bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably felt kind of lost, and you know what's exactly. the direction of the franchise. Maybe thinking about a move away. But now that they have a exciting team, yeah, twenty twenty four club option for Joey Votto. I think that they probably pick that up. No, no you don't, I don't think, think so. Well, it's like twenty five million. It, yeah, it probably is. it's definitely going to get declined. I don't know return. though, but it they is. probably okay. It is. It's gonna get declined. Okay, they can, and then they'll just re-sign him for not that much if they want him back. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but how do you fit him and Steer? I don't know. They just have they have a lot of good bats like Steer and and Canarsion Strand and Stevenson, but it seems like they don't really. None of them are really good fielders, and they don't 
fit in. Yeah. Steer has shown some signs of being solid in the corner outfield, so then maybe you could have Steer in the outfield, have, you know, CES at first, mm-hmm. and then Votto at DH or whatever. Yeah. But it kind of seems I like think that, I they think need to move off of one of those guys. Yeah, I think that you can make the argument that you bring a guy like CES up and then... <laughs> Joey Votto's kind of like your safety blanket. Like, he, he provides that veteran presence. He provides that, like... Well, like they could platoon, too. What you, like don't, want, what you don't want as a contending team is to have a guy like Miguel Cabrera on your team. Yeah. It, like, I don't know. The Tigers are doing it, obviously, because they feel like they owe it to him. And, like, I mean, he's just been not good this year. He doesn't hit for any power anymore and if he's not hitting for power and he's that slow like you're really not getting a lot of offensive output from him um but i don't think like joey Votto, he seems like a great clubhouse guy i think platooning him would be their best option to be honest yeah to just get him in there only against right-handed pitching yeah um what do you so what do you think like i think the reds win the division i think they do too but I think they could still sell off some of their guys. Yeah. Like, possibly India Sims or Buck Farmer, because... That's not going to be a long-term... That's not, not a, that's not a long-term building piece for them. Yeah. All right, moving on. Another hot team, Giants, and 10 in a row as well. And so they swept the Dodgers and the Cardinals, won th- and they have won three in a row against the Padres, but it looks like they're going to lose the fourth game, and they're 14 and... Four in June. Pitching staff has a 3.09 ERA in June, which is second best in the league. And Webb, Cobb, and DeScalafini have all been great. And then Rodgers and Duvall have been great out of the bullpen. And one guy I wanted to highlight was Ryan Walker. So he, this is the first big league season. He was drafted in 2018 in the 31st round. He's sort of a funky delivery guy. He's two pitches, sinker and sweeper. And the sweeper is really his pitch. He's a 142 stuff plus on that pitch. Um, if you don't know what stuff plus is, it's very similar. I mean, it just kind of displays how hitters fare against that pitch. It disregards location and where they're putting it, but generally just the movement on the pitch and how MLB t- hitters tend to fare against it. So 142 is obviously, it's 42%. It's like WRC plus, it's 42% better than league average, which is a great sweeper. Yeah, so he's been very important bullpen piece. Their bullpen is kind of mashed together with some random pieces. They obviously have Duvall, who's been great for them, but it's really been their pitching staff, and, you know, Webb has been great. Cobb has been great. It's kind of what we expect, but, you know, everyone on their team's, in general, been performing well. It's it's so interesting because... This doesn't, it's so hard to get a read on the Giants because they don't, like, you think of the Giants and you don't think, like, this team is going to contend. Like, they're winning a lot of games right now, but are they going to, are they going to contend long term? Do they have the pieces? And are they going to try to make moves at the deadline that benefit the team? I don't, I I don't know. Because they definitely have, like, a solid young core of players. Like, they have Matos, who's been performing really well. They mm-hmm. have a lot of their starting pitching locked up. Yeah. And they have been trying to spend money. And so they could be a possible contender next year with a couple of big free agent signings in the current core they have. It's just they have a lot of guys that aren't 
going to be around probably in the next two to three mm-hmm. years, depending like Jock, Wilmer Flores, yeah. people like that. Like, are they going to be around in the next two years? Yeah. And um, are they part of the long-term plan for the Giants? Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I mean, they they just have... Like, their starting pitching has really never been a problem. It hasn't been for the... for I mean, a while now. It's They always have had, like, Alex Cobb, Logan Webb. They, it seems like they're similar pitchers to me, but they just have guys that put good starts in. And if Anthony Discalfani's been good, too... Like that, that never becomes a problem. So if they get in these hot streaks like this, it's it's easier for them to get hot and win games when their starting pitching isn't blowing games out of nowhere. And Duvall's kind of been a piece all year that we've kind of highlighted for a lot of teams on who's going to make the move at the deadline for Camilo Duvall. Do they now second second place in the NL West? I believe, right? I believe they're in second place right now. Um, do they now? hesitate to move him do they do they want to keep him now they're three and a half games behind the diamondbacks that that division can change a lot like la dodgers we know that there's like they're not as good as they have been in previous years they don't have like all the superstars obviously they lost trey turner they kind of have a big hole at shortstop okay but who's but okay gun to your head though who's winning the division I would say the Diamondbacks now. Really? I don't know. I just think the Do- the Dodgers like I'm they're starting the pitching. A lot know. of their starting pitching prospects haven't looked good. Like obviously Bobby Miller's looked really good, but a lot of the other guys are hurt. Like or haven't looked good. Like Gavin Stone. Yeah. So it it makes it and especially with they don't have the superstars. Like they have Mookie and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith. Yeah. But outside of that, they got a lot of unproven players and a lot of underperforming mm-hmm. players. Yeah, for sure. Like Max Muncy, is he gonna bounce back? He's. It's, it's a tough team to read. Yeah, because they're not the the normal Dodgers. I mean, Freddie Freeman's just gonna keep on yeah, hitting, and that's never gonna stop. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the team, it's like Freddie, Mookie. Like you're not gonna have problems. But when you get to like the bottom of the lineup, like. Are you expecting Jason like, Hayward to put Miguel Vargas and Jason Hayward have been solid, but like the Dodgers are trying to win a World Series, I think yeah. they need some more star power. Yeah, um, for sure. I I think the Giants should try to do that thing where they like like the Reds, where they should try to half sell. Yeah, or or maybe try to just stand still because you want to have a run this year, but also mm-hmm. the Giants are probably like one to two years away from signing a couple big prospects or signing a couple big free agents and then they have their prospects. They have yet to make their big splash and I think that this could be the option yeah. for it. Like they tried to give Correa money, they tried to give Judge money. So they're, they're going to get one. They're going to keep gonna trying get to give one. people money. Exactly. They're going to get someone. And I think if they do get that big fish eventually, like that's that can build that can build a solid team. Yeah. This, this season is very similar to 2021 mm-hmm. where they... Obviously won the NL West, won over a hundred games, mm-hmm. but they didn't really have that defined star player. Yeah, and they didn't. They just kind of a mismatch of misfits, and they were able to piece together with yeah. tuning and solid pitching yeah. and a good bullpen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next, another guy that we could talk a really long time about, Shohei Otani. Uh, last thirty days. 
212 WRC plus, 13 bombs, four stolen bases. That gives him a 170 WRC plus in the season. 418 Woba, 416 X Woba. So they're sitting, like, he's not really due for regression at all. MLB leading 24 home runs, striking out at the lowest rate in his career. Um, did a little dive on a Savant page. I know some people don't like run value, but it, it displays what his production has been against some pitches this year, or against pitches this year. Uh, positive or zero run value against every single pitch on Savant this year. So, like, what... You just have to, you kind of have to get lucky. You have to sequence well against him if you're going to get him out, and no one's getting him out right now. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's kind of a, been a little odd the recent years where last year he was still a very good hitter, but not to the levels he was this year. And he obviously was a Cy Young candidate last year, but then this year, pitching hasn't, it's still been very good, but his pitching hasn't been as good mm-hmm. as it was last year. But, with the bat, he's been incredible. His best offensive season so far that he's had in Major League Baseball. And it, I mean, he's the MVP. He's the MVP unless he gets hurt. Yeah, there's no, I was like, there's no way with Aaron Judge. Like, you can't. He was hitting well, but. Yeah, you can't be, like, you can't be 95th percentile in average. I'm like, in average I don't exit really like velocity. Ex- average exit velocity, though. Yeah, but I still feel like it displays, like, it's insane how he hits the ball so hard and he gets such weak contact as a pitcher. Like 90, so 95th percentile average exit velo, 96th percentile average exit velo against. So that, like, that's so stupid. Like, just hitting the ball that hard on offense and then you go and throw and no one's really touching anything against you. I know he's let up some bombs this year, that's kind of been his main issue. But overall, he's not giving up a lot of hard contact. He throws like six pitches too. No one really yeah. talks about that, but he throws like six pitches. Like he is throwing the entire kitchen sink at you. Um, next conversation like that comes off of that is like, is this literally j- just the Shohei Otani award at this point? Like, you gotta f- like Corey Seager's been hurt, but dude has been like raking the entire year and. No one's gonna even like dash his eye. Come close to it. Yeah, he's not. He's not because it's so. Like, he's gonna accumulate so much war that I don't think voters are gonna be able to not vote mm-hmm. for him. So if you got like, if you get, so say three years from now you got Otani with a three seven and a like one twenty five WRC plus. Like where's a lot of people have different opinions on this and it's gonna we're gonna cross this bridge eventually. Like when when do we like say, okay, he's pitching like a three or he's pitching like a four and he's hitting slightly above average slightly above average. Does he still do you still like I don't think you do. Like I, I, I I, like so. in I don't know. Well, because what people got to remember is that he's not replacing the pitcher hitting. He's replacing a DH hitting. And DHs are normally very good hitters. Yeah. So, and even when he pitches and hits, he's still a DH. Mm-hmm. And that's Not all- taking anything away that it's amazing what he does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the thing is, is he doesn't hit in place of pitchers. He hits in place of DHs. Yeah. So, he would be like a league average hitter if he only had a 115 WRC+. Mm-hmm. plus Because... DHs are obviously normally better hitters than other people. And the Angels, I mean, they have six to make back. the playoffs. Six, make the playoffs. Six, backs of the, six back of the Rangers right now. They're behind the Astros, but 
things don't look great for the Astros right now, really. They're um, injured. No they're injured. PD, no McCullers. They're having to walk out. Belak, Belak, and yeah, it ah, it's just not the same. Like you're used to just this one through five, and like Hunter Brown for like um a good part of last year was like their six. He was their seven. Seven. Yeah, like that's, that's Verlander too. Yeah, he was their seven insane. and was coming out of the bullpen, but now now he's, he's their three, he's and he's three. a good three. He's a good three. He's, he's a, good a great three. three. But oh, but it's they not just don't have the depth thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jose Abreu also sucks. He's been doing, been doing better lately, though. Okay, so we won't talk. Whatever. We won't. We won't talk about. We won't talk about his hot or how he's been hitting well recently. But no, his hot streak <laughs> is just him hitting like okay. Yeah, because he's yeah. been so bad. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up Jose Ramirez. People are kind of worried about him. I think it's too late for him to get in the All Star game. But in June, one fifty eight WRC plus, nine seventy OPS, five homers. The Guardians need him. They do. They have nothing. Andres have, Jimenez contract is and Tristan horrible. McKenzie's now down too. Yeah, like wh- like, and Aaron Savali too to the IL. And Aaron Savali was pitching well. Yeah, he was pitching well. So now you have Shane Bieber, who's gonna give like okay, he's gonna he's give gonna you seven. Traded. Yeah, he'll probably get traded. So are they even like? Do they want like? Are they? I don't think they're looking. I mean, obviously they. Want to win the division? This is the e- like by far the easiest division that you can win playing. I, I think this it's bad. the Twins' division to win. They it have is. they have more depth than anyone else in the more division. More talent, more talent. And a lot of their guys have been underperforming. Yeah, like the Guardians, but they're still definitely playing better. They have better starting rotation depth by far. Yeah. Um, Michael Harris. I want to bring that up today. He had a he had a good game today as well. I think he had. I was watching it earlier. He had a uh, game-winning, not game. Well, yeah, it was game-winning. It put them ahead in the ninth. He brings around the scoring run, gets on first, steals second. Acuna comes up, pretty much does the same thing. Like this, the Braves team is forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two thirty-one WRC plus in the last fourteen days, which is sixth in the MLB. That's behind Shohei, Tatis, Seager, J-Ram, and Corbin Carroll. Uh, he had two homers prior to June, and he's hit so, uh, four already in June so far. What I kind of noticed is that he crushed fastballs last year, but this year he truly did struggle against them. Um, he had a 241 x versus fastballs in May. He wasn't hitting them that well. Uh, and a 415 x versus fastballs in June. So he's figuring it out. Fastballs were his main thing. He was due for regression last year. Yep. Like if you look at his X-Wobble last year versus this year, it's not even that much different. He was w- really outperforming his stats. But he's a really solid defender. He's a very good defender. He's a very good defender. So, like, if he hits, like, the way that he's projected to hit... Like a 110 WRC plus. Yeah, 110. That's, like, that is a great player, especially on the Braves where they don't need, like... He's got this... They don't need the a lot from him. He's a great fielder mm-hmm. in center field. Like he'll have easy four war seasons if he has a hundred and ten WRC plus. I agree, I agree. So he's been looking better recently. Um, looking at some cold teams now, uh, it's really hard not to talk about the Mets. It's really hard not to talk about the Mets. Starters have had a four point nine five ERA, which is the sixth worst sixth worst in baseball over the season. Yeah. Scherzer and Verlander have been very up and down. They've had like Scherzer had has had a couple of good starts, mm-hmm. but. 
overall they've been very inconsistent. McGill has been terrible. Carlos I don't Carrasco. Really know what they expected to be honest. Yeah, though. yeah, that's true. They're built for the playoffs, like the Padres. Like they have the top three. Their top three starting pitchers are very good, but and they have Quintana. Is he coming yeah. back soon? I don't know, but I just don't. They don't have the starting pitching depth to get them through the season. The offense hasn't been amazing. So, like, where where's the part of the team that's going to carry them? The offense has been pretty average. Lindor hasn't been great. Alonzo's been great, but... Uh, Jose Quintana just had his second rehab start in so single A. So he'll be back soon. That'll help, in my opinion. He was solid last year. You know that... They just need a solid five or four. Yeah. They just don't have the depth. Um... Kodai's been great, in my opinion. I mean, he's obviously figuring it out. He's getting used to the MLB. He's it's, been solid, though. He's been good. Like, he has been their best pitcher this year, and, and it's not For really sure. close. Um, I wanted to make a connection to the Twins on how what the Mets starting pitching looks like this year is what, like, Twins fans were worried about. They've got these guys that, like, or, like, the Twins. No, no, no. How, how can I phrase this better? Um, they just have a lot of guys that aren't performing when they should be. And now the Twins have these two, this two-headed monster with Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray. And then they kind of have filler guys, which is what the Mets were supposed to have. But now they just have a bunch of fours. Like, the, out of performing-wise. performing, performing wise. Yeah. Kodai's been good. Kodai's been good. Um, But they just... They don't have the depth... But they don't also don't have the top end guys aren't performing like they should. Yeah. So they have neither depth or you know they don't really have an ace at the top of their rotation they that they can rely on. Yeah, that's to give them a yeah. great start. Exactly. Every five days. Mm-hmm. And you can't put that on. In my opinion, you can't put that on Kodai Senga. You can't expect him. You expected him to be the three. Yeah. He's been a good three. Yeah. Like he's exactly. been one of the best threes in the league exactly. this year. It's not his fault. He was forced into being the one and to carry the staff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Max Scherzer just had a good start. I don't... Like, like both of the... I think that I'm a little more confident in Max Scherzer turning it around than I am in Justin Verlander looking how he did last year. I mean, he did get a, he did get a little lucky last year, but his stuff still looked incredible, even after Tommy yeah. John. and mm-hmm. But his stuff is... His stuff is still good. Yeah, it's still good. Um, so, things aren't looking good for the Mets... The Pirates have been struggling. I think that the sweethearts of the MLB were originally the Pirates, and that was just completely taken it's by the Reds. Reds now. It's completely the Reds. I now. mean, the Pirates, I think everyone saw this coming. Like, Key Ryan Hayes obviously having a good year. He's lifting the ball more, but they just didn't have the team. And, you know, McCutcheon has come back down to earth. Still been a solid I player still for love, them. I still love Jack Sawinski, by the way. I'll yeah. put that out there. I love that guy. They just don't have the, the team, really, and no one really expected them to. And if, mm-hmm. if they win 75 games, like that's a good season for them. They were expecting more from Roanzi. He's now in the bullpen. Like, I, there's just, like, things are not on the right track for them. They were hoping, oh, my gosh, we start out so hot. Could we maybe potentially make the playoffs? And I the mean, trajectory that they were on, though, they... Should make the playoffs in this division because the division is the division's horrible. Is but now they drop to what is it, fourth place? 
Yeah, and I think the I think they're gonna finish in last place. To be honest. Yeah, I think Cardinals. I mean, I think the Cardinals will figure something th- out. What's different about the NL Central from the AL Central is there aren't really any good like great teams or great contenders, yeah. but they're all solid teams like the Cubs. Like they're under the five hundred. The but Cubs they have can, a good run. Differential. I will say uh, the Cubs could win the division. I agree. Like I. And the Brewers, obviously, like they have the two-headed monster in their starting rotation. Like mm-hmm. Woodruff's already, or he's out right now, but he could come back. I don't know. It's it's still wide open, but I would favor towards the Reds just because their lineup has been so strong. I would say it'd probably go. I think that if you flip, I think that it that I think that by the time the year is over, it'll go Reds. I think it'll go Reds, Brewers. Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates. Cardinals, like... I think they're going to buy even though they're going to be super far away from the division. Like, yeah. I could see them trading. But they can I think get Rich, hot, too. Rich, yeah. I think Rich hot. Hill to the Cardinals would be a solid move. Yeah, I could like, see he's But in division... Like, he's, I, think but I don't they think they care. I think they would do it. Like, he's a 4-5 guy. They need just some innings out of their starting pitching. Mm-hmm. They just... They need anything. They could be a contender for Erod, too. I think that... I don't think they want to go that big, given that they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, like, but that would they would have to give up a lot for Erod. But looking to give up like Tyler O'Neill, I think that they could do that for sure. I think that makes sense for them too. Cause Tyler O'Neill, maybe really maybe Dylan Carlson, and the way that the way that Tyler O'Neill and Ali Marmol started this year, just like you could see, like you could see that they want to trade him. If yeah. the opportunity came to yeah. trade him, they would trade him. They don't love him, obviously. Yeah, he's he could be. He his his potential is high. Like Obviously. team will definitely take a risk on Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, and he's already done it once in 2021. So yep. they they would definitely be very happy uh-huh. with somebody like Tyler O'Neill. Uh, switching to the Yankees, I wanted to bring up uh, at I got to give him credit at Sandy Molinaris on Twitter brought up that Luis Arise has more hits than the entire Yankees lineup this year. Um, how like. I don't want to talk too much about Luis Arise because I feel like a lot of a lot of different shows and a lot of different coverage everywhere has been covering Luis Arias. He's doing something that's insane right now. Um, but the Yankees lineup, like when you don't have Aaron Judge, like if the MVP was based on how valuable, like how much a team it's not sucks, the, it's not the same team. Yeah, Aaron it's Judge. Not. Like. And Giancarlo Stanton hasn't been good, and Anthony Rizzo has He's been so cold recently. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. And when you don't when you don't have those guys hitting, and Lemayhew is just not who he was. They don't have the organizational depth either. Like they're having to play like Jake Bowers. He's been solid, but you're the New York Yankees. You don't want to have to play Jake Bowers mm-hmm. and like Willie Calhoun too. Like he hasn't been horrible, but. Like when Volpe's leading off, I feel like that just signifies like like he's like he should be hitting ninth. He Every should time. be hitting ninth for the Yankees, and I he think, doesn't. I think they need to like move Oswald Peraza for a bat because obviously they don't want to play him. He's already done everything that needs to happen in AAA. He hit well last year mm-hmm. when he was up in his cameo. Like just trade him. Yeah. I I mean they could get starting pitching too. They could trade him for Erod. Mm-hmm. They have so many injuries in their rotation. Yeah, that they could trade him for Erod. They could trade him for any bat. I don't even know who they would trade him for, but they need bats. They do. Um, so I saw this report the other day that like, so Aaron Judge got the like an injection in his leg, 
I believe it was. I'll check real quick. Um, yeah, a PRP injection. A PRP injection he received in his, in his big, big right toe. So, so now he could start throwing and incorporating some light hitting in his rehab as early as the end of this week. <sighs> they need him back really bad. There, I don't think there's there's still no timetable. There's like there's good progress, but are you gonna play Aaron Judge on a bum toe? Probably, <laughs> honestly, probably. And since Judge has gotten hurt in LA, they the offense has been horrible. Sixty nine WRC plus. Yeah, that's. I mean, lowest batting average. Lemayhew and Stanton yeah. and Rizzo need to step up. Like they're getting paid a lot of money to be top of the order guys for the Yankees, and they're just not performing. Yep. And Rizzo was doing it earlier in the year, but it just—it doesn't look good. Like, man, yeah. And I think the Yankees. I mean, going into the year, their rotation looked so good with Rodon and Severino. Rodon's coming back soon, though. I think yeah. he just. Had I mean, a they need start. Rodon. Like, we know how good he can be. If they, you you can scrap together, like when you have Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon pitching, you can scrap together. Once. If they make the playoffs, without they're gonna be scary. Yeah, they're gonna be scary I agree. because of their starting rotation. Yeah. And then, like, obviously Nestor hasn't been that good. But, like, if Nestor's starting game three, are you, like... I think so, they would start Seve over Nestor. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They would start Seve. But, so, say game four, they healthy. do go to... If game four, they do go to Nestor, are you taking, um... You know, they're probably going to end up think playing about it. the if, Twins. If they play the not. Twins, or they play... Even if, like, the Blue Jays find their way back in, or the, or the Astros, like... It's going to be Martin Perez. Exactly. Like the, versus Nestor. This is the thing is starting pitching in the AL isn't really that deep right now. It's really not. Like the no. Twins aren't super deep. You got the Rangers who aren't super deep in starting pitching. Well, the right Rangers now, and Twins have had good starting rotations, but, but like the Orioles have not, the Blue Jays. But have we're not. talking about Nestor Cortez versus other people's force, right? Yeah. And like who are who would the Angels throw out? In a game four, I doubt that they would. I don't even know. Patrick Sandoval, Denver's? yeah, maybe Reed be like Shohei, Tyler Anderson, maybe. Tyler, he's he hasn't been that good though. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I'm taking Nestor over. Mo- if he's a four, I'm taking. I'm taking a game, and he's electric too. He's electric. Yeah. Um. Finally, I want to talk about a guy on the Cardinals who's just absolutely sucked. I mean, he was incredible. I want to give him. I want to give him props. I want to give him props. That's why I'm bringing up. He still has a 114 WRC plus. So that shows how overall, like, he's been a solid bat. But in June, he cannot fucking hit water if he fell out of a boat. Like, 13 WRC plus in June. This is Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman. 13 WRC plus in June with a 44 percent K rate. And the like. He's getting at bats. It's not like this is a small sample size. It is. It's just June. So what? Twenty-one days. Twenty-one game, or probably like what? Probably like a hundred at fifteen bat. games. Hundred plate appearances, maybe a little bit less. But if you're striking out like forty-four percent of the time, th- that's the streakiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because in April, May, like he was raking. Yeah. He was raking, and we were like, this guy has. And that's when Arenado was struggling too. So he was kind of like. Like, they need to put everything together. The Cardinals need to put everything They're together. They're a mess, though. They're they a mess. Do, yeah. But if they put put together a solid lineup, then, I like, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah, they're, they're a tough team to watch, though. Like, Jack Flaherty, 
I never want to watch one of his starts ever. No. Like Miles, Michaelis, I don't. Yeah. Watch. Like there's no one in that rotation where I'm like. I want to watch turning that, that game and on. And they're not interesting pitchers. Like, we know what they are. Yeah. Like, we know who Wainwright is. We know who Flaherty is. We know who Miles Michaelis is. Yeah. There's just nothing, like, there's nothing interesting about the Cardinals. Like, they need to just score runs. And yeah. they've been okay at doing that. But Yeah. They need Albert Pujols back. Yeah. They truly do. <laughs> right. Um, That's all we got for today. Oh, did have one more thing. Oh yeah, he I was, wanted to bring up. We're gonna do. We're gonna start doing a little segment called like dumb tweet of the day. So we're gonna. This is, this one is, of us will bring in a really dumb comment that someone made on social media, and we're just gonna fucking roast the shit out of them. And it's probably gonna be mostly from old heads not understanding analytics. But yeah. all right, here we go. This is from Gary Moscow on Facebook, a <laughs> Minnesota Twins fan group. This is what he had to say. This was sent to us by a fan. This was sent to us by a fan. After a recent Twins loss, one of the reasons the Twins players are striking out and not doing well is the players only care about their paycheck and deep down wish that the Twins had a real manager and hitting slash pitching coach because most fans are upset, mostly those who think that analytics does not apply to this team. They are right, and to have Buxton only as a designated hitter makes no sense. Tickets cost too much, the food costs too much, and parking costs too much. Mm. As a baseball fan, I can't watch the Twins anymore. It is too embarrassing these days, and I live 2,000 miles from Target Field, (laughs) and I could have wasted my money seeing them in Los Angeles a few weeks ago, but every time I go to see the Twins, somehow they find a way to lose. But as the old saying goes, I'm a Twins fan for life. Oh my goodness, Chris. It is really hard to make an honest an honest opinion on a team when you just went to a game and you're just pissed off on how much you paid for a ticket. The twi- you're going to get tickets to the Twins game for, for like, like $7. $7. So maybe look a little harder. What's his name? Gary Moscow. Okay, Gary Moscow. <laughs> Gary Moscow. Um... You can't you can't make an honest reaction on a team, and honestly, I don't really want the honest reaction from Gary, anyways. He um, just had to break it down. Yeah, he had to give his thoughts. Yeah, yeah, he's being honest. All right, uh, that's all we have. That's the thermometer episode one. Thanks for listening. Bye.